All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, before we bring in Mark Spector, let's say a uh, good morning to our Thursday morning co-host, Ladislav Schmid. Morning, Laddie. What time do you get up today again? Four o'clock or? Good morning, everyone. Yeah, four fifty-five. Well, four fifty-five. That's usual, it. You're making me get up. You're making me get up really, <laughs> really early. But yeah, but you're having that good workout yeah, before yeah. you come in. I did. I did. I was oh. running a bit late today because I. <laughs> <laughs> extended it, I guess. Well, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, every 8 o'clock, uh, every day we bring in Mark Spector uh, for Booster Juice, fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to refuel, refresh, re-energize, or download that app to earn, order, and enjoy. Uh, morning, Spec. What time did you uh, get up today? I wake up about 6.15 most Ooh. days. I'm not working out, though. My workout's with a cup of coffee in my hand. Watch the news, kind of chill out, get my day going. So uh, I got to get to the gym later, I guess, huh? <laughs> He's working I, out with his mouth. That's their <laughs> <laughs> job. Yeah. yeah, I think you should head out to the Laddie's gym just once and just go through the through the paces. Yeah, no. Ah. Ah. I, know, I can, I can, hey, you know who go, goes there? Jim Madison. So, oh. Jim, Jim goes there like I think three times a week. So it's, yeah, we have nice little chats once in a while. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's well, working hard. There you go, Spec. Maddie's showing you up at Laddie's gym. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's welcome to it, pal. At that time of day. <laughs> you know, uh, when Laddie came in, uh, the first thing that he said to me, uh, and I'm going to say the same question to you, uh, Spec. Ah, oh, preseason, too long. Don't care. Uh, I mean. It, it, it was kind of it was fun to watch all the guys last night. I guess uh, you know basically uh, you know seventy five percent lineup, but I mean everyone kind of has the same sentiments. What what are yours? Well, I mean I I get paid to watch hockey, and I can't just go to the game with I got to go and yeah. watch and coming on your radio show, and you're going to say who stood out, and I'm trying to find guys last night. Frankly, I thought that you know most of the regulars were playing summer hockey. A lot of them, the top guys were. Mm-hmm. It was still overpassing. The power play was, you know, they were just trying to make the prettiest play for an empty net goal possible. And the results are predictable, right? The power play was, and that's fine. It's a first preseason game. But uh, I like to, you know, who wants to watch a bunch of guys working out the kinks, right? Let's face it. It's that's what they're doing. And uh, is it the most compelling hockey? No, it's not. But uh, you know what? I'd rather watch it now than if you don't have preseason game, we're going to waste regular season games playing like that, and that's no fun either. <laughs> Laddie's giving you the, the old uh, sour face, the vinegar yeah, face. Yeah, I don't think that works like that. Those, <laughs> go, those guys know exactly when the season starts. You know, I don't think they need a bunch of games to get it going. You know, like I, I think this is – I don't want to speak for themselves, but for me, this is as painful for them as it's – as it is painful for us to watch this long preseason. I don't think they need eight games to get it going. You know, I I think they're on the on the mission this year. I don't think they have to prove anything during the preseason. I'm just every time they these top guys hop on the ice, I'm just praying they're not gonna get injured. That's my uh, you know that's my biggest worry. But I I think they already set what they what their goal is, and I don't like I said several times I don't think they need to prove during the preseason how good they are you know they unfortunately it looks the way it looks on the ice at times mm-hmm. but uh, yeah 
I think they got to be ready at, uh, you know, when the, when the puck drops and it yeah. matters. Yeah. So, Spec, uh, again, different perspective. I mean, Laddie, former player, but again, you're, uh, you got to do the commentating as I do. You got to do the analyzing, things like that. Uh, so, uh, who did uh, kind of stick out to you last night, uh, if you can kind of share that? Oh, not a lot of guys. I didn't mind <laughs> You know what? You're right. Like, who sticks out in a in a one-one regulation game in preseason? How many guys are really standing out? Sutter did what he's supposed to do. He won a couple of draws. He killed a bunch of penalties. Uh, there wasn't any of the Oilers, you know, top end offensive players I thought were particularly noteworthy, and that's fine. I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying they didn't. Yeah. When they, when you get one goal all night, those guys aren't going to stand out. Uh, yeah, did the Gleason kid, and, and that is Tim Gleason's cousin, Kev. Okay, so it is. Cousin. Like I was asking uh, Kevin okay. if he's got something to do with uh, Tim Gleason because okay. I play against him. So it is his cousin. Yeah, he is, and uh. he's a nice player. He's he's a fairly small defenseman, but he's good with a puck. Uh, you know, does he step in ahead of a Niemelainen? I wouldn't think so. I mm. mean, he's better with the puck than Niemelainen, but he doesn't bring that element that Niemelainen brings. So. You know what? Let's see what happens with these guys. But uh, he did make a good showing for himself, for sure. Hey, what, what about what about Sutter? How big are his chances? You think cracking up the lineup for the opening? Oh, ex- excellent! Right, yeah. excellent. He's, you know, this isn't the Brandon Sutter that Pittsburgh had or Vancouver paid to be a second line center. Mm-hmm. This is a guy in a, that's going to make nine seventy five. He's going to be a fourth line center. They need nine minutes a night out of him. Right? Yeah. They need him. To- make some you know win some key draws on five on threes and things like that he's got to take some of the face off and pk load off of leon dry mm-hmm. so he's out there on a five on three sutter instead of dry which i think i would prefer as yeah me the- too right so he, he he looks healthy he fits in i mean i've got him to me, he's this close to being on the team already. He mm-hmm. needs a couple more games. He needs to stay healthy. He's on the team for sure, in my opinion. Okay. Yep. I, I think he's he's on the team right now. I, I think he's shown enough in health-wise. And um, the fact that he's been out of the game for a couple of years, uh, I, I think he's he's solidified his spot right now. He's exactly what they need. He takes the spot, as you said, Spec, of everything that they're missing from um, from uh, Nick Bukestad from last year. He takes the right-handed draws. He won the one last night when there was a five-on-three with 20 seconds left in the five-on-three. They cleared the zone. They got out, yep. of, out, of, out of that five-on-three situation by, by basically winning the draw, clearing, and then getting down to a five-on-four. I think he is, without question, right now, he's solidified his spot on this team. So, Yep. Fair. Fair. Uh, so, Laddie, you got to watch a little of the game. Just a little. A little bit. Yeah. But, just know. three kids crawling all over me. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't watch much of the Vancouver Canucks hockey last year. But honestly, Quinn Hughes, oh, my God, that guy is good. Mm-hmm. I watch him. I watch him on the power play yesterday. The way he moves, walks the blue line. Good deception. Patient with the puck. That, that guy's going to be... Unless something mm-hmm. unsuspected happens, like this guy's going to be really good for a long time. Yeah, Spec, do you have the Canucks making the playoffs? Uh, oh boy, they're sure a bubble team, aren't yeah. they? They're, they are. They are. Sure. I'm, I'm, I mean, they have. They've got some very interesting pieces. Quinn Hughes is is their best player. He's he skates like, yeah. you know, he's in. The, 
top three percentile of the National Hockey League skaters. I mean, he's an unbelievable smooth skater. Uh, you know, Pedersen's obviously a really good player. Uh, Kuzmenko's a really good player. I'm, I am a little. He, he cut down on waffles and chocolate. I've I've heard this interview. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you read that interview? <laughs> Yes, and chocolate. <laughs> They're kind of small. They're yeah. kind of small. The mm. best players are kind of small. I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm wondering a little bit. Like they miss the size that Horvat brought to that team. Mm -hmm. They miss the size that Sutter brought to that team. They 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 need a little bit of heft. I think that club. But can they make the playoffs? I, if you ask me a yes or no question, I'm going to say no. But I could get proven wrong on that. Mm -hmm. It could go either way, right? Like yeah. I think you're exactly right. Um, the The Florida Panthers proved that the the size matters in playoffs last year. I thought they were gritty. They played big, you know. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Yeah. It always it, comes down to that. It's a grind. It, it, it's two it, months. It's, yeah. It's it's know. a grind. And yeah. Spec. There was a time uh, in the first period last night. It was. It wasn't a, a totally egregious hit call, but uh, Evan Bouchard kind of gave a little bit of a cross check from behind on Pedersen there. Along the yep. boards on our near side, really nothing happened. There was, you know, nope. that sort of surprised me. What did you think of that little kind of that just just that sequence? And then wasn't it Pedersen that Janmark ran from behind and got the boarding call? No, uh, it wasn't Janmark. Uh, it uh, that was the to go to the down the five on three, but it, that wasn't Pedersen. No, Pedersen. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't. You know what? When Pedersen gets hit like that by Bouchard, somebody should be standing up. I thought it was a weird night, like. Last night was a good example of, of veterans being impatient in preseason hockey. Like, mm -hmm. Dreisaitl took what he thought was maybe a little bit of a... A man took a little bit of a run at him, and Dreisaitl just slashed him Slash across. I, I, I saw that, yeah. ...that he was taking the penalty. Uh, I forget who's the kid that Dreisaitl... Or that uh, nurse knocked into the end boards. Um, he was beacon off at the Oilers bench at one point. He was kind of Darnay and him were talking. He was... You know, just being a pain and nurse with, you know, right in front of the ref, just yeah. drilled into the boards. I thought Vegas did see Mark Stone, that rookie hit him and all hell broke loose down there. This is a time of year when veteran guys aren't going to stand for some kid trying to make the team at their expense. Yeah. Right, Laddie? When yeah. you're dry side, you're not taking a hit from a mm -hmm. man in the preseason, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, You, you know, uh, The slash doesn't do much. I would prefer him to just run him, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I I I wouldn't take any crap from from guy who is trying to make his name. Yeah, it's yeah. Hey, and that's my point. Like I worry sometimes that you know some guys might just get too crazy and run around and accidentally hurt some of these big guys. You know. Yeah. That's my that's my big worry because oh. You know, I heard this and that in the preseason. You know, I'm the king, but buddy, <laughs> you know, like they're making eight, nine million dollars, and we we want them to do good. Yeah. So yeah, I I wouldn't take any. Think it might have been uh, Archie Baines' uh, uh, spec, uh, but if uh, Texter wants to send us in uh, a text, uh, who uh, caused the like uh, the the check from behind? I guess it was on uh, on. Uh, Arshdi Beans? Beans, yeah, I think it was Arshdi Beans, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And that was Matthias Janmark to make it the five on three. But uh, again, no big deal, whatever. Again, um, so now expect the uh, Oilers go on the road for three here Friday in Calgary, and then it's like an overnight or Saturday 
uh, in Vancouver, and then uh, Monday in Seattle. So kind of three three day or so, and they'll stay out there. Um, what do you make of this kind of little junction as we kind of get closer? So we're going to knock these three games off in four days, and then bang, finally we're back to almost normal with two games that more meaningful in the preseason next week. Yeah, let's get through this weekend. The Oilers will go to Vancouver, and then they'll do Sun. They'll spend Sunday out there because the next game's in Seattle. Monday they'll do like some kind of team building thing, right? They'll spend Sunday together, do something fun. Uh, I think last year they went fishing, and mm-hmm. somebody caught monster sturgeons. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what they're doing if they're playing golf or what they're doing out there. And then they'll, um, you know what? Then they get home. There's two left, and you'll see. Yes. You know, by the time they get back to Edmonton, they'll probably be down to about 25 guys. And they'll get this thing done, and and let's go. Like, listen, you can't complain if you're a player about too many preseason games because the reason they're doing this is to get more money, more HRR, yeah. so that there's more money in the pot, so everybody can get paid more. So, so the owners are doing this because they're they want more money. The players are doing this because they want more money. So no one gets to complain when they're cashing the checks here. It's us poor suckers got to watch them and try to comment on them that are probably the worst spot. <laughs> How about do something during a season, play in tournament and all that to generate more money and interest in hockey? I'm all for it. How about yeah. having a World Cup? Would that generate How about that? Money? Yeah. How about bringing the Olympics, Olympic <laughs> Games back? How about that? Like every, well, that's everybody's, everybody. Yeah, they, they don't get any money for that. The, the IOC won't about pay. That. It's, yeah. it's growing the, the game, the game guys. Yeah. It's not about the money. Like yeah. everybody wants to, like the World Cup is, is nice, but Olympic Games have the tradition. Ask any guy oh, around. Sure. I was lucky enough to play in Sochi. It's yeah. the best experience ever. You play best on best against best tournament. You know, like World Cup, I, I get it. Great mm-hmm. money, everything, but Olympic Games has tradition for, for sure. Me. Hey, Speck, you heading down to the rink here in a bit? I'll see you down there, I think, for 11.30, a little, little right? later, yeah. So we'll see what shakes uh, down here today. Uh, thanks for doing this. We'll uh, chat with you tomorrow. All right, boys. All right, thanks, that's uh, Mark Spector on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, our headliner of the day, Frank Saravelli for Mr. Rooter. This is the Kevin Carrier Show with co-host Laddie Schmid on Sports 1440. Oh, you, you know, commercials around here are just awesome with Laddie just talking stuff. So uh, let's bring in uh, Frank Saravelli, pardon me. Our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Rooter. They are sports fans like all our listeners and are pumped to talk uh, sports radio fired up that it's back for all your plumbing needs you can go to mrrooter.ca hey frank where are you now calgary i'm on my way down to calgary i'm uh i'm on highway two which i think we should rename the uh Ladislav Schmid highway oh, you like that laddie <laughs> i love it i love it hi frank <laughs> Oh, cool stuff. Uh, so uh, we saw a little bit of uh, your interview here. Uh, so just kind of run us through uh, your your travels from Tuesday when you know, we spoke with you last from Vancouver and now making the, the loop in Edmonton, who you talked to, and now going to Calgary. Yeah, so spent yesterday around the Oilers, uh, which was great. Uh, also went to the preseason game last night and got a chance to see a little bit of that. Um, it's been a while with... Jay Woodcroft and Ken Holland and also chatted with Connor Brown a bit. So it was really interesting to talk to Connor Brown about what he was able to sink his teeth into last season while 
being out since November with that gruesome knee injury. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, when you have all that time to yourself and you don't really know, you know, what to do with yourself and you're limited physically, Connor Brown was sitting there going, well, how can I improve? What's one way I can get better while sitting on my couch? And the first thing that came to mind was nutrition. I can eat better. So he changed his diet. And so little things like that, you know, when you're at a crossroads in your career, you've got to find a way to improve on the margins while everyone else is playing a full season of NHL hockey. I was really excited to, to talk to Connor and, and uh, looking forward to writing that story. Um, he's such a, a critical part of this team that's an unknown. When you think about it, we know what he's done in the past. But again, as you said, Frank, he hasn't played really for a full season. Watching him last night, you can see little glimpses. Uh, I was at the game as well. Uh, you see little glimpses where you um, that chemistry with Connor McDavid is there, a little backhand pass uh, just in the neutral zone, things like that. So and that's something I don't think you can just snap on like that. That's It's been years uh, for these guys. So do you think that they can have a little bit of a chemistry right off the hop that the way they had in junior? I do. Um, and I also think that Really, with the advances in medical technology and, and rehabbing, like I don't see any reason why Connor Brown can not only bounce back to the level he was at previously, but maybe with all the talent and support uh, on this Oilers team, that he can exceed the level that he was at before. That chemistry, I think, is a real thing. Um, I was actually asking him about how, you know, we know why he ended up in Edmonton, the chance to play with Connor McDavid and the opportunity to chase the Stanley Cup and also the unique contract structure that was really beneficial to Edmonton uh, by virtue of that injury. But he was telling me about the sort of, I don't want to call it a recruiting process, but he went to dinner with Connor McDavid in, in Toronto and He's like, I knew at that exact moment in time, sitting at the dinner table, listening to Hunter McDavid talk about um, just his intention to win and um, his dedication to, you know, this journey. He's like, that's there was no other place I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. um, to think that that chemistry, you know, even since it stretches back to Erie, for two guys that know each other so well. Um, that's going to be a really significant thing. And I think you're going to see those guys get every opportunity. And, and by the way, um, for Connor Brown and, and his standing on this team, if he can get back to that level, which I mentioned I think he can, it's going to fill a huge void for this team that's kind of lingered for a bit. You know, maybe just a little bit more help on the right side. Connor Brown is it. Frank Cervalli is our guest on the uh, Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid, 1440. For a long time, Frank, there have been five top-notch quality forwards, uh, you know, basically um, for, well, since Zach Hyman and, and Evander Kane, five top quality f- forwards. Never knew who that sixth guy was. Move in Kyler Yamamoto. Move in other players. Uh, Connor Brown could be that guy where you're rolling out two solid, solid lines uh, every day. Uh, as you make the trip down to Calgary, a lot of news coming out of Calgary. Uh, what uh, can, you, can you tell us about what you're going to be doing down there with the Flames? Yeah, very similar. Spending time this morning with Craig Conroy, Ryan Huska, and a few of their players. Um, as much as there's been a lot of 
sort of excitement after getting uh, Michael Backlund signed yesterday and, and also naming him captain. I think there's kind of a, it's fair to say that there's a pall that's hanging over this team mm-hmm. right now with Chris Snow and, and what he's been going through. Um, his wife, Kelsey Snow, just sent out a tweet in the last few minutes here sharing the, you know, heartbreaking news that um, Chris is, is not going to wake up and that they're really just keeping him on life support now to um, to allow others to live on with organ donation. So a really powerful story. And I don't know if there's if it's possible to succinctly sum up someone in a one tweet yeah. or a string of 280 characters, but perhaps her, her tweet this morning um, explaining Chris and his push to uh, to help others with organ donation, that might do it for Chris Snow. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be a tough day in Calgary. These next few days are going to be tough as they think of their assistant general manager and his, uh, his battle with ALS. And, yeah, I think just getting a sense of, for me, heading back to the ice and, and the flames and where they're at, it's, it's also um, – trying to get a sense of how different the vibe is and feel is in Calgary after so much change this summer. Uh, For sure. And we saw Craig Conroy address the media yesterday. You could see, you know, how, uh, how hard it was for him. Um, uh, Chris and Kelsey's son, I believe was was in the media uh, conference, just kind of sitting in the back and how much that meant to, to Craig Conroy. He said that he mentioned it. So, um, it's going to be a, a tough, tough day for you in in Calgary for sure, uh, Frank. Uh, but we know that you'll be able to to add your you know your your soul to the story and everything, and, and make sure that uh, it's done properly for sure. So, uh, Laddie, you wanted to kind of chime in here. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get to know uh, Chris and his family when I was when I was working, well, playing and then working for Calgary and. You know, if you ever need any inspiration, that family is it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's incredible how many years he he battled that that disease that's got no cure. And honestly, just I'm, I'm speechless right right now. It's really, really sad for the family. But like I said, and you can always find positive in such a tragedy. And like they they did whatever they could to you know to inspire other people and it's, it's incredible his wife uh, him and you know children it's yeah it's this is a tough one but uh like i said huge inspiration for me and you know you're gonna be in calgary so please say hi to connie and ryan haska i got to know him when he was uh uh coaching in in stockton and he did a good job there and then on the more positive note which is hard. Uh, I'm very proud of Michael Backlund and uh, what he has accomplished in his career. I think that's the right choice. I like the last couple of years. I was wondering what the Calgary Flames are doing. Why are not? Why are they naming uh, Michael Backlund the captain? Finally, it's it's happening. I think he's the right person. He's been around for a long time. He's a valuable piece in their organization on and off the ice, and this is a well deserved. Your thoughts on that, Frank? Yeah, Laddie, I actually wanted to first ask you about Ryan Huska because you said that you crossed paths with him. And and just in my exchanges with players so far in training camp, it's early, 
but there's a total and, and look, you expect that after Daryl Sutter and the sort of reputation that he has, but when it comes to Ryan Huska, it seems like he's oozed positivity to this point. The players are smiling, they're coming to the rink light and happy. Um, give me Ryan Huska in, in five words. Give me him in a nutshell. Positive, very dedicated guy who mm-hmm. understands hockey. More words, but that's yeah. that's. Uh, I, I think he was very liked in Stockton as well. He understands hockey and like his dedication is crazy. He was he was when when I was going down to Stockton to scout a team, he would be the first person in in the in the locker room already working on video, preparing stuff for practice. Very dedicated guy, smart guy. Pleasure to be around him, honestly. So. I can, I, you know, guys are changing their minds already. Like mm-hmm. Hannafin, Michael, Michael Backlund, they, you know, yeah. they, they said last year, oh, we're going to wait it out, you know, in terms of uh, signing extensions. Now yeah. they're like, Be- oh. Because of they didn't really like the direction of Daryl Sutton. Yeah, so yeah. now it's like the environment is totally different, right? So yeah. um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, happy to he- uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that. Obviously, there's a big rivalry between Edmonton and Calgary, but, you know, I, I spent... Uh, couple years in Calgary that place always going to be in my heart my my kids were born there so uh you know some people might not like this but uh if if Oilers <laughs> would be ever out I would be cheering for Calgary <laughs> that, that's uh, you know you know I I I don't hate them yeah. obviously Oilers come first but uh you know I want Calgary to do do well also mm-hmm. and you know it, this is funny to say but I have two friends yeah. they're best friends one is in Edmonton, one is in Calgary, and they love each other. But when it comes to Flames and Oilers, <laughs> is uh, one is J- Jazz from Edmonton, one is JP from Calgary. And honestly, when it comes to hockey, it is crazy. Yeah, there is no friendship whatsoever. Hmm. Go ahead, Frank. Sorry, I actually just pulled into uh, to Gasoline Alley here, so Ooh. I'm kind of in the perfect oh. place to do this hit, given what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I, I was curious. You mentioned Laddie that. You think Michael Backlund is the perfect choice as mm-hmm. captain for the Flames, and and the idea that some players that were either on the fence or not sure if they were going to be re-signing in Calgary, with so many UFAs, it makes sense to me that Backlund was the first sort of domino to fall, given his tenure there and given how uh, much he's meant to that organization and the captaincy. Just it makes sense, but do you feel like? him being the first guy to sort of step forward from that group and sign a new deal, will we see others? Like, will that help others be convinced to stay? Tough to, tough yeah. to predict that, but I'm really hoping so. You know, Hannifin already has expressed interest, expressed interest yeah. which is huge. Like, I, I, in my opinion, He's, I, I really like watching that guy. He's mm-hmm. a really good all-around defenseman. That would be huge for them if they could ink him. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. You know, Lindholm would be another guy that you you kind of really need, right? Mm-hmm. As a first-line centerman, he can produce. Um, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to predict, but I I think Backlund signing, naming him a captain, it sends the right right message to the other guys. Uh, where are you gassing up, Frank? You got enough to get to Calgary? What do you got to do He's here? Going to the Peters for uh, milkshake and, P- Peters, and burger. Peters for milkshake and burger. Well, they got him here I too. Really now we got him here now in Edmonton. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But it's it's better yeah. in the gasoline alley. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm heading over to uh, to the Shell, and I'm going to get a little McDonald's coffee and, and breakfast sandwich, and be on my way. Nice. Uh, after Calgary, Frank, uh, do, you, do you head home to Philly? What's the what's the uh, schedule? I do, and then the training camp tour for me will continue next week. Uh, I'll stop in with the New York Rangers. Uh, there's also a Board of Governors meeting next mm-hmm. week in New York, so that'll work out well. And see what other teams I can find on the on the hunt in the preseason. Um, got one text coming in. I get one, and I got to make sure of this because it's, uh, this is coming from maybe it's a buddy. You're sunny in Calgary. I believe Frank's last name is pronounced Sarah Volley. You go by. I mean. Most of the times I've heard Sarah Valley. Does it matter? What do you want? Yeah, I think it's uh, Sarah Valley. Uh, okay. So there's all A's, no E's. So they've been butchering my my last name for years here. So don't worry about it, man. Because a lot of people yeah, say I'm Sarah uh, Valley, right? They don't go Volley. Yeah. Look, personally, I, I don't get offended either way. Whatever it is, I'm in the I'm in the Laddie Schmied Club. Whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> As long as uh, I'm part of the the crew, that's it. As long as they're calling you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Frank, gas up. Uh, get that uh, breakfast sandwich and your coffee and uh, safe travels to Calgary. We will talk to you uh, next Tuesday. Thanks for doing this. Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right, that's our Mr. Reuter headliner, Frank Sarah Volley. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to Mr. Reuter. Dot ca. Hey, uh, Laddie, would you like to discuss one of uh, Mr. Reuter's uh, plumbing tips again? <laughs> Which one is that? Well, you know, I think we have to go over the garden hoses again because this is a critical time. So Gregor wrote out these tips here. So this is one that maybe you should worry about. Uh, outdoor faucets and hoses. Disconnect and drain the garden hoses. Turn off outdoor faucets or install frost-free hose bibs to prevent freezing. Are you on top of that? Yes. You are. Yes, I, yes, I am. <laughs> Why? Even, even though, well, I, I, everything you said, we did. Okay. I, I think it's mostly because my my in laws they're on top of that. Not yeah. really me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna probably need the services because my kids keep dumping all kind of stuff in sinks and they don't drain and it drives me nuts. Drano doesn't even <laughs> cut it anymore. I keep talking to my 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 daughter. Don't yeah. put slime in the sink. <laughs> what what she does. Was the slime in the sink, and then like I, I was washing washing the hands. By the time I'm done, the sink is full and it's almost <laughs> overflowing. I, I'm losing my mind. So I guess Mr. Ruder it is. Call Mr. Uh, Ruder. Uh, Laddie needs your help. Mr. Ruder, give him a shout. Uh, uh, when we come back, a little uh, open time with Laddie Schmid. We're going to talk about borscht. <gasps> uh, yes, and a lot of questions coming in on our uh, our uh, text line. A real cool one that just came in from Glenn. Uh, it's Kevin Carey show on. Sports 1440 with our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. All right, welcome back to the big program. Coming up to 840 in the City of Champions. Uh, looking at a high of about, what, 16, 17 today. It's kind of getting a lot chillier, isn't it, when you get up in the morning. Um, text coming in to uh, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, this comes from Glenn. I think the QE2 should rename the highway, and it should be the Alberta Schmidway. Oh. What do you like of that? I appreciate Maddie? it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank uh, you. You drive that highway lots. And, yeah. Okay, for, for a guy from Europe, first of all, you got a heavy foot? Like, are you getting speeding ticket? What do yeah. you, if you're driving to Calgary? I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but yeah. the driving in Canada drives me nuts. <laughs> like, you have a highway to Calgary. It's what, like 300 kilometers. Yeah. You can go 110. Yes. 
It, it's well. First of all, it's one of the most boring drives because you only have to turn once in Red Deer, <laughs> and it's just like you're falling asleep. So, like, can we increase the speed limit? The speed limit, like, okay. to at least like in Czech, it's one thirty. Now there is stock; they might increase it to one sixty. You go to Germany, there is no limit, is there? Well, there is limits in like curves, like to like down to one twenty, but there is parts straight for three, four lanes. You know, limitless. Yeah. You know, it's it's way more fun so, and they don't have that many car crashes there better drivers you're saying yeah well i sometimes i question well i see my wife driving <laughs> again she's on the radio now i'm like i don't want to get to yeah uh, i don't want to have a painful painful yeah. thursday so i'm not going to comment on her driving she's a very patient driver yeah. but i wonder is there a passing lane here or is it just that both lanes go in the same speed do you mean to calgary or anywhere anywhere like i in in check in left left lane is a passing lane, right? Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm driving behind two cars going to exactly the same speed, losing my, you know what? Yes. It's been better since I've been sober because <laughs> my road road rage got much better. <laughs> but I'm like, what are they doing? Uh, so you, when you go back to check. Uh, you're going one thirty, one forty on the highways. One eighty sometimes. Yeah. You know, like if. I'm not dangerous driver, but honestly, if you're in a passing lane and you're not passing the car next to you fast enough, people will run you over uh, of their, like they're they're, going to give you horn. They give you the lights. If you're not reacting there on Mm -hmm. your, on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife is like my wife. uh, Never been in an accident, but caused a lot of them. Yes, probably. <laughs> now we're both but in trouble. She causes, probably, she causes probably road rage, but she's going to tell you, oh, I'm a great driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Imitation Tom says, slower traffic is supposed to stay right, supposed yes, to, but yeah. never do. Yeah, they never, never do. do. Um, <laughs> now everyone's on the driving now here at uh, In Alberta, the drivers are getting worse. I have no issue offending anyone. My territory is Alberta. I see all that comes from Dave. Um on the hockey front, and we kind of addressed this in the previous weeks. This comes from Stu. Were you ever bitter about the Oilers trading you to Calgary, Laddie? Well, at first it hurt a lot, but mm-hmm. you don't really have time to process that because you're in the middle of the season, and then the GM from the other team calls you, and you know, Laddie, you got to be here in, in a day or so. Yeah. So, you know, it's business, and it was weird. Like mentioned before, walking into the locker room, all those guys basically growing up like in the NHL hating mm-hmm. and you know some battles some fights a lot of swearing um, yeah it's not easy but like I said it's business and you just have to flip the switch and become a Calgary Flame um, what was the hardest part for you did you were you kind of like I mean as you said you're sort of torn a little bit and it's a your your head's a little foggy you're you're yeah. in that position but was there something that was harder to accept than, than but something but you know else? what this is very personal I didn't didn't share this but when I got traded uh, my my first wife was expecting and we lost the baby oh. uh, but it was like in the first three months we didn't really announce it anywhere but I, I just wish I would have handled the situation better. Like I didn't tol- tell anybody, didn't tell the coaching staff, but I was going through a lot the, when I got traded and she went through a lot and, you know, and I didn't go back to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. You know, I regret that, but it's past. Like I didn't know any better, I guess, yeah. but I wish I was kind of like, and this is crazy because this was my like eighth year in the NHL, but I was just trying to impress the new organization mm-hmm. you know work hard and, but if 
I have advice, guys, life comes first. Yeah. You know, personal life comes first. Like hockey's hockey is great, but there's more important things. For sure. And sorry to hear that. I mean, again, yeah. the first time you, you kind of talked about that. Yeah. And so, again, it's just you're younger, right? And now, as you say, you know, yeah. looking back, life yeah. comes first. So you, it's experience, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And now I do know better. And, you know, if there's somebody who's struggling with it, like mm-hmm. hockey player or like any sports, right? You have to, you should be choosing, in my opinion, you should be choosing life first and like be there f- for a spouse or, yeah. and for yourself. Like it's, I can imagine I'm not a woman, right? Like you're carrying life in, inside of you. So I, I we, we men will never probably understand mm-hmm. what they're going through. Never, but it no. was, yeah, but it was, it was hard and you know, I wasn't really there, so. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I regret that. Do you, has it changed a little bit now? I think players are maybe more this generation a little bit more attuned to that. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Uh, I grew up very old school, so even even in Czech, being raised by my dad, mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about feelings or yeah. or anything like that. It was like hockey and nothing else. Feelings to the side. So that probably play a big role in how I handle that situation. Yeah, you're right. You That's know, and because I, you're upgr- upbringing. And, like, and growing up, like, it probably led me to, to those things later in my life, never dealing with anything and putting this, those emotions, yeah. you know, and we are back to my recovery and what led to it. And mm-hmm. it's one of the big reasons, I think, because I never spoke about my feelings and how I felt inside, you know, and uh, yeah, well, so... People say this generation is so emotional, you know, and you have to, I don't, I I think we are heading the right direction. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that some people are probably taking advantage of it, but there is definitely room for, for being more un- understandable, being there for each other, uh, listening, being vulnerable. You know, that's a yeah. big thing that I, that I had to learn. The empathy factor yeah. to kind of put yourself in someone else's yeah. uh, shoes, and yes, and it took it took you a long time to to deal with that, or just life to is kinda, a journey, right? It is, yeah. and now again, so like even today, like two three weeks, you were talking about things, and you helped a bunch of people that day. Now even just kind of talking about this, I'm sure you've you've helped. Yeah. I, again, I guess. Uh, so appreciate you opening up, uh, uh, Laddie. Uh, we were talking when we when you first came in about. Uh, so your mom used to make a wicked uh, pot of borscht. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so uh, you, when you were in Calgary, who did you say? Nick Stajan. Uh, Matt Stajan. Matt Stajan. Sorry, Matt Stajan. Yeah, Matt Stajan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were we were neighbors, and my my mom uh, my mom and dad actually spent quite a bit of time in Calgary, okay. uh, helping out with uh, with our little twins. Um, and yeah, she is a wicked cook. <laughs> but the one thing that uh, that stands out is is her borscht. And honestly, I still text sometimes with Matt or uh, on Instagram. I comment on yeah. his his wife's post, and she always mentions, "Please say hi to Bobby. Bobby is a grandma in Czech yeah. language." And if she's ever around, please drop off a pot of borscht. <laughs> because it's, they still remember the borscht. And yeah, it's one of my favorite favorite dishes. And we are going to check for for Christmas Kay. with my family. And I'm really looking for her. Like my wife is an excellent cook, but my mom is... Wow. My mom like, is different. Like it's... Like uh, very everyone's mom school. is the best cook, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like very traditional 
very traditional Czech woman. And yeah, she she can make any, well, the, the, the scary thing is for my kids because if they don't like one thing, she makes other thing. And then she, she is able to make like five dishes, which yeah. is like crazy to me because, you know, she's making my kids spoiled, which they are already. <laughs> But but yeah, she she'll make you whatever whatever. And for the longest time, she would be making like similar dishes. And then my sister called her out. I years ago called her. I was like, hey, it's pretty boring. Like <laughs> spice it up a little bit. So now she's like always exploring the new recipes, changing them, and like oh, it's it's been a it's been a treat. <laughs> um, so. I I I kind of make a nice little pot of borscht too. Larry. I would like to taste okay. it. Okay. So what is what is your mom? Is, I mean, every okay, beets and potatoes. Does she put in cabbage? Do you know kind of what? Yeah, she puts? yeah, cabbage. I think she puts like a four or five different kinds of meat. Yeah. Too. Uh, okay. Traditional uh, borscht yeah. probably doesn't have the meat. Yeah, but so every country does it differently, right? Like mm-hmm. Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. Czech, Slovakia, we do it with meat. Uh, it gets, a, you know, gives you a different kind of texture. Uh, obviously, you need some uh, sour cream at the end. A little bit of sour, sour cream. cream. Some people put a little vinegar in. Yeah, yeah. She, de- she does too. A little bit. Uh, oh, my God. No, you, you, you just want to bo- think I'm drooling <laughs> over, over, that, over well, the table I, here. I, but um, uh, I wonder if there is a place here in Oh, Edmonton. there's lots. Yeah, but there, like. The but, Ukrainian one. For yeah. Ukrainian borscht, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yeah. we're gonna we're, we're uh, if you got a text about borscht, uh, send it our way one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This one comes in, Laddie, to you um, from Jacob. Hello, guys. Wondering if Laddie ever ate lard sandwiches. I grew up in Poland, and I remember we used to have to eat them. Okay, lard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the tradition in Czech when you greet a new person that who's never been in Czech. We put lard on a piece of bread and you you put you sprinkle it with salt. Okay. It's like a kind of tradition. Yeah. I've eaten it. I've ate it. I cannot say it's a <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It's not totally awful, but there's much better things in Czech that uh, I I would prefer over lard on a piece of bread. Yeah. It's a tough one and it's not <laughs> So obviously it's not the healthiest thing for you. Uh, this same guy, Jacobs. Yes, yeah, salt and bacon. Yeah, salt. Yeah, you can add bacon. Yeah. Oh man, so, yeah. This guy knows exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jordan says my baba made the best borscht. Um, uh, I I care for her. For uh, she's had dementia for five years now. The worst part is none of the family can find her recipe cards. That's true. Oh my gosh. Very well, true. Th- well, I think I have it somewhere somewhere on my phone because I always. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I decide during the day that I want to make something that my mom makes. Yeah. So I send her a message, like, it can be like midnight there, or 1 a.m. My mom is always somehow on the phone. It wakes her up. She sends me, like, the long recipe with how to do things. <laughs> she sent me the borscht recipe. I, I don't know if I would find it. It was like reading a book. Yeah. And then she's like, well, it's it's a lot of work. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm going to stay away from the borscht. But Yeah. Well, I, I think I have it somewhere, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wardo says, Vladdy is awesome. Good start to the morning. That comes from uh, Wardo. Uh, a lot of guys talking about uh, your the driving things, about uh, Laddie, I totally agree. Um, 
keep right except the pass. There are a lot of inconsiderate drivers out there, or maybe they're just clueless. That's uh, from Jana. Um, oh, here's one. Remember you were saying uh, the um, the road to Calgary is the most boring? Yeah. This is uh, from Walter. Boring. One road trip to Regina, and he's going to change that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, I drove to Lloydminster on yeah. the highway, and that's a pretty close. I boring i've driven it so many times i drove on that road so many times so it's like i i probably know every curve or anything but it's honestly you go straight turn a little bit and red your back and it's like straight again but lloydminster is pretty close i i i went there uh, for the battle of alberta alumni game and i almost fall asleep a couple times it's just like those fields those green fields were like making me very sleepy. Oh man, for sure. Um, text coming in, uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Borscht should not have meat or cream. Oh well, I I think it should have a little bit of cream, the sour me, cream or me too. Meat but, is this a different kind. Yeah, right? it, it's like I said, I don't. It originates from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. So like then the countries around like like us, we would take it and make yeah. it the way we like it. Uh, Bud is not happy. Is this a sports show? Probably wants us to talk a little more about hockey, but, but you know, Bud, you know, we branch off a little bit. It's good to be talking yeah, about yeah, other yeah. things here and there. Uh, you can only discuss the Oilers 13th forward for, you know, how many hours and who's the eighth <laughs> defenseman on the depth chart, things like that. Yep. Um, uh, we're going to end this one before we go to break. And this comes, uh, from uh, Matt from Mind Buffs. And this is, uh, again, what with, with Laddie was, what he's opened up and shared with us for several weeks now. Uh, I am a sports psychologist here in Edmonton. Laddie, you're such a beauty. Thank you so much for talking about the human side of playing sports. I know you opening up will definitely help a lot of listeners this morning. That comes from Matt. Oh, thank you. Uh, from thank Mind you. Bluff. So, again, uh, Laddie, great conversation. Just This is just awesome every Thursday for sure. Uh, at the top of the hour, we will check in with Zach Daly, McEwen Griffin's uh, men's hockey coach. Uh, coming up at 940, we're going to talk about one of Laddie's pupils i guess in the under 14 team yeah uh, well, under 15 under 15 sorry he, yeah he's he's, he's smaller a guy small, but yeah but he's a friend of mine's son and uh, we were talking about it the other day and then i told laddie this morning he goes oh yeah yeah so that's going to be an interesting story coming up at uh, at uh, 9 40 before the top of the hour and zach daly uh, let's uh, check in with the duke uh, with a sports update brought to you by cattail crossing enjoy half price golf monday to thursday elevate your game without emptying your wallet and uh, book your tea time today cattail crossing crossing.ca. Here is the Duke.